This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys and now, your hosts, Brian Broadus, Kyle Yeomans, and David Hellman. It is Tuesday, May the 3rd, and just like that, the Cowboys War Room, which spent so much of the past weekend just bustling with activity, is empty. It just... It, it it's it's like a it's like a roller coaster that just stops short, and all of a sudden we're here to examine what happened and wonder how it all went by so fast, fellas. Yeah, it is, and uh, it's it's funny because if I still work with the team, I think I'd be sitting in there just kind of looking at the board still. You know, always <laughs> you're kind of the big dramatic moment guy. I'm you know? the like I'm you the... sit out on the field for an hour after the game. <laughs> yeah, is over. I, I'm one of those. I like to kind of take take it all in. And not that, uh, oh, by the way, we made our, our G-bag of the day yesterday with our Ravens discussions. Oh, nice. Oh, so, yeah, really? we, but we didn't win. We didn't win. Yeah, the everybody. Ravens! It's the Ravens. It's the but Ravens. we didn't win that. But, no, the, 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 the I think that we're, like I say, you're right. It, it, you work so hard at doing it and putting it together and the, and the, the motions that you go through those days. And then I always like just to kind of sit there and, like, look at all the tags again and remind myself where we had all these guys. And then you watch where they went. And then I'm looking forward to all your tweets, Dave, that you're really good at during the season. Like, oh, yeah, we talked about that guy. Remember him? Remember this guy? You know, like when some guy blocks a punt or, so, or gets runs back. and There's Travis Jones. Yeah. Baltimore <laughs> got it, 75. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, you know, but that's, that's the thing about it is you're right. You just kind of, you're going so fast and then you just, and then it just stops. And it's almost like the end of the football season. Yeah. You know, when we work the football season and yeah. like for the playoffs, we're like, you know, the 49ers game, we were so excited and we're going, we're going, we're going, you're thinking about, and then the season ends and you're just like, okay, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. You know, Which, what, what do I do now? That is exactly where we are here on one final episode of the draft show. I'm Dave Hellman. Bobby, Brian, Kyle, like the big voice guy said. And, yeah, I mean, what, at this point we've had 40, 72 hours since, yeah. since the last pick was made to kind of sit in our feelings and digest it all. And I would love to just sort of break down our feelings on this draft class. Um, we obviously reacted to it all live, but we'll start it out just by saying – has your opinion changed, morphed, whatever, about anything the Cowboys did? Specifically, we can talk about the big three picks, Tyler Smith in the first round, Sam Williams in the second, and Jalen Tolbert in the third. Uh, but overall, too, I mean, if you have something on your mind about day three, that's fine, too. But I just want to take it around the table and see how you feel. Bobby, I'll start with you. Felt like, and I know we talked about it at the time, but I mean, it felt like more of a traits draft than they've done in a very long time. Like a lot of it just was about, hey, these guys need some coaching. They need some seasoning, whatever else. But like, we really believe in the potential of all these guys and the the potential is off the charts. It's just going to take, you know, some investment. And that goes all the way from their very first pick at Tyler Smith all the way to their last 
last pick at Devin Harper. It was traits all the way in between. I think the the hallmark of this will be remembered as they went traits and toughness. They clearly wanted to to sort of adjust the culture and and bring in a a different style of player or, or a different tone with these guys that they drafted because just about everybody they draft has an edge. Like, like everybody they drafted this weekend has some sort of an edge pretty much. So how much of a flip is, is that from y'all's initial thinking? Because I know for me, when we went into this draft process, we said it was a win-now sort of draft because you have – a certain amount of players that you're missing. You, yes, yes, you're going to have to replace Randy Gregory and Mari Cooper. That's not going to happen in an NFL draft. However, you do expect to go and get these immediate starters. And we even went through one by one each of these picks mm-hmm. live on the, the draft coverage. And only one of them, Tyler Smith, being a for sure starter. And even that's not even for sure to a certain extent. So is this a draft for the future more so than it was when we thought going into it? Because that's my biggest thing right now. No, you know, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think it's, for me, the draft was different because it was, the last two drafts, it wasn't about need. It was really about, it was about, hey, who's the best player on that board? You know, who in the stack is the best player? Who's the next best player on that board? And it's kind of surprised us. You know, it kind of it kind of made us like, oh, they took that guy. Oh, they took that guy. You know, that kind of thing. But this one was more about. And Stephen Jones is like on the pre-draft stuff was kind of saying, hey, we're we don't have anything that we're really pressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hate to differ with you there, sir. You just took your starting <laughs> left guard. You, you needed a wide receiver because of the situation you were in. Defensive end, you lost a guy because an agent pulled the rug out from underneath you. You know that kind of thing. So, yeah. you know the first. First three picks, at least, were those ones where it went like, we need a guard, we need this, we need this. I would go as far as to say the first four. Yeah. Because I think after, yeah. if well, we if you, wrote it down on a piece well, of paper well, on J- Wednesday. How about Ferguson, too? That's what I mean, I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know, I was talking if we about. Wrote it, if we yeah. wrote it down on, yeah. like, if we all got together on Wednesday morning before the draft and we were like, what are yeah. the four biggest needs on this team? Yeah. That's what they hit all yeah. in a row. Not yeah. just what are the four biggest needs, but it's like, how would you rank the four biggest needs? There are a lot all of people, I think, who would row. rank them yeah. like that. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, but to me, I'm, you know, when I went back and looked, you know, again, sitting around looking at tags, you know, and I, and I look at the Cowboys draft and I was just kind of going through all the teams and what they had done and, and like the order they took guys. Maybe and my gauge was just what my work, my 190, you know, the players I watched. Uh, you know, I was disappointed I didn't have tackle tape and all that, but I got that. So we're, you know, good with the good go with that. But the thing about it is, though, all my players were kind of grouped together that they took. Mm-hmm. Tolbert being my highest-rated guy at 74, Williams at 75, so they were right there. Smith was at 79, Ridgeway was at 92. See, they were all kind of right there. It's kind for of me. what Stephen Jones said on yeah, Saturday and, and, night. And, you is know, we were and drafting fourth-rounders all one, the way through. The real outlier, if you want to say that, would be Ferguson at 152. You know, because I had some tight ends that were better that I clearly liked. There were some guards that I had better that I clearly liked. But, you know, they don't always see it. I'm just saying, I'm looking at what I saw as compared to maybe how they saw it, you know, the draft. And there was, like I say, there's some teams that I was like, you always laugh. We're laughing about the Ravens and stuff like that, the Jets. We make fun of the Seahawks. You know, depending on how, you know, that's the only point of reference that I really have right there. But for the Cowboys to get players 74, 75, 79, and 92 off my board, 
you know, I'm kind of like, all right. You like the value there. It's yeah, all, to, all, yeah, all top one, inside of 100 right there. So to me, you know, doesn't matter where you pick them, just pick them. You know, that, that's pretty much their attitude, I believe. Going back to, and I agree with you for the record, but going back to Kyle's point, and I think that is. You don't have to agree with me. I, but I, I do. And <laughs> I actually, I'm right. Like I said, you. I mean, that's that was. It wasn't a flashy draft at all. No. It was exactly, it was almost textbook to how to move up and down. Well, not to move up or down, but not to move up. Down, no, no, but to 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 look at the board and, and kind of gauge. You know, it's not gambling if you feel like, okay, if we take this guy first, there's a good chance this next guy. I mean, to me, and, and Bobby could probably, because Bobby's got some great sources in this thing, there are people around the league that were interested in taking Tolbert and taking Sam Williams and stuff like that. Bobby calls it purgatory, that pick right before it gets to you. And, and then you lose a guy, you know. So they 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 navigated the board how they felt like they needed to navigate the board. And you know, you hear stuff after the fact, and that's I think as early as like Saturday night. I think they did have guys that they considered moving up for mm-hmm. at certain points in the draft, but at a certain point, it got to it where they were like, "Well, l- look at this. Look at all the guys we've got good grades on. That'll just somebody will be there. Like, be let's there, just yeah. throw yeah. these darts, man. Like, why, why risk being wrong in a trade up when we can just throw four or five darts at guys that have similar grades? And that's when I said I agree with you. I no. just think let after after the Sam pick, probably it's like starting with Tolbert and going through mm-hmm. Ridgeway." I think the grades on all these guys were fairly close. Like, I feel like they got pretty good value with all of these picks. And you hear about tight ends specifically in that fourth round. Jake Ferguson wasn't necessarily the top name on their board, but he wasn't far off from the Kate Ottens and the Daniel Bellingers and the Charlie Kohlers that went before Ferguson. They felt good about Ferguson. They liked him overall. He just wasn't that number one guy on their board, but they were so similar and so close together that it wasn't necessarily. See, a that's knock. where that's to me where I would have if they get Kohler at that spot, and he goes right ahead of him, right? Yep. Ravens, mm-hmm. of course, the Ravens drafted him. It's the Ravens, but the, but if okay, say they draft Kohler, then on my board they've drafted five third round guys. And I mean, again, I mean, it's well, damn, brought us. Where's the first round grade on you know this? Well, you're picking at twenty four though yeah. too. You know, let me tell you, to be honest with you, though, our LSU linebacker, I kind of had him, I had him in a situation where if I'd have kept him on the board, I had a second round grade on that guy. You know, I, I really did. I, I, I mean, I'm not because he's an LSU guy, but say you're not going to get him if he's not hurt, unless you pick him probably at 56. Right. You're not going to get that yep. player. What I wanted to ask you, Brian, just out of curiosity, and I I would I don't I don't know I would love to know the candid conversations you've been in a war room mm-hmm. many times yeah was the, have there ever been years in your experience and we can't say that this is what the Cowboys thought or that they do think or that they would think but has there ever was there ever a year in your history where like even the people in the war room were like this is a this is a slow developing class like this is a draft about the future not a draft about the season that's about to start mm. no I I think that it was. I think that the, the conversation. See, I was a part of some teams in Green Bay where we were, we were better, you know. So we were drafting, just trying to kind of maintain what we were doing. Philadelphia, we were a, we were coming off being like we bad were a bad team. team, and so yeah, we we just had to. You really had to try. That draft ended up being more about their future than anything. 
you know, if you look at the Andy Reid future and stuff like that, Jacksonville, I was on the pro side of things. I mean, they got, you know, you know, there were some some picks that were a little bit questionable there that, that, that we made at that time. And then in the Dallas stuff, it was like we were a bad team again, but we didn't help ourselves with any picks to make it any better until Parcells came in. And then that's when things kind of turned around for us. But I, I think overall you were always trying to draft like – you know, if you're a good team, you were you were trying to maintain that. If you're a bad team, you're like, man, we don't have enough damn picks to you know to make this to turn around. Yeah, I think I mainly just wonder outwardly and rightfully, like every team in the league thinks they killed this draft. And no, absolutely, they do that they every did. year. Yeah, and I just wonder behind closed doors if if and it could it doesn't have to be the Cowboys, but I just wonder if their front offices are ever like, yeah, like we're 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 drafting these guys for twenty twenty three more. Well, so than I think I think if you look at the linebacker from LSU, that's a twenty twenty three. Obviously, yeah, that's a, that's, sure. a, that's a that's a twenty twenty three. But but I mean, yeah, I mean, oh, well, look at the Cowboys. The history they had a draft one time in the nineties where they drafted basically all special teams players. Yeah, it was like their roster 94. was. Yeah, their roster was so deep that it was like literally all special teams guys, and you're like, well, who are they get? And then and then that's where teams started to catch up with them. Mm-hmm. You know, teams once they had that draft, they stopped drafting like friggin' all pro Hall of Fame players. They're drafting backups who are special teams guys because they're thinking we can't. We if anybody we draft's not going to beat out who we got. So that you know that 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 attitude did happen here one time. I, I I think that yeah, if you get people off to the side and have them be honest about things, like I, I remember specifically somebody in 2019, like it, it was a very tepid endorsement. It was like we we got some guys. We'll we'll see if they can do something. Mm, like, like that yeah. was kind of the feel. And 2019 didn't turn out to be a great class, but yeah. so I I mean that that has happened before, but that that was not the sense I got. Talking to people this weekend. This weekend, they actually, I think, really like well, the guys they got a I, lot. All the way from the top at Tyler Smith, all the way through to Devin Harper, they like the entire class. Yeah, I think this is where, to me, it's really going to be about the next two classes. You know, it's going to be about the class from last year. You know, with the balls and and guys like that, Golston. You know, can those guys make the step forward? Joseph, can they all make the step forward? You know, to to help your team, and then you know it takes a lot of pressure off some of these. Now you're going to need Smith to start at at guard. Got to, and you're going to need Tolbert likely to to play a role at wide receiver. You can't have him inactive every week. I think we would agree that those two, if nothing else, need maybe to... Sam Williams too. I you would know, say you could get away with Sam Williams being a rotating player. I don't think you can get away with Tyler Smith and Jalen Tolbert I bet not it, being starters. I bet at the end of the year we look at Sam Williams playing 25, 30% of the snaps. And I think you can get away with that. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fine. I, but with I, I what think you have what everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. I, I would tend to agree. The guy that I'm excited about in out of this class, to be honest with you, is Ridgeway. I really am. I'm excited about. I'm. Ex- it's hard not to be after that interview. Well, no, I mean it's ex- breaking nets. Oh my it, well, God, it's exciting to I was me. Scared of him through the phone. Yeah, it's exciting <laughs> because again, the physicality that he plays with, the toughness he plays with, mm-hmm. you know. But you're in a situation. You know, it's not always about making every tackle inside, but it's about it's about creating like just clogging things up to where people can't run the ball. Well, you you know he might not make every tackle, but if you're that's the great thing about a Jordan Davis when you watch you talk to scouts around the league, he's like not taking up two blocks, he's taking three. You know that that's if you're if you're clogging things up in the middle that bad, 
then it makes that gives that back that indecision. Like the, there's no push up front. Backs, of course, love it when you can get that push, so they can read where the hole is developing. But if you got a guy like Ridgeway who's standing there just hammering those centers and guards, and and now there's no no place for these backs to go. That that's a that's a big part of your defense, well, right me, there. Let me ask you this because. I remember so many people got excited about Quentin Bohanna because they just didn't draft guys like him under right. the previous regime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember at some point being like, Oof, the hype on a sixth round pick is a little much for me. Well, it was heavy. To me, this is to me, this is a different player. That's that's what I'm saying. So you I didn't, uh, yeah. you sound like I mean, like you yeah. expect more from Ridgeway than well, see, I would from that's a what fifth I'm saying. round pick. That's what I'm saying. I expect I expect more from Ridgeway the way he plays. And the, you know, with him and Bohanna. And those guys, they talk about having two of those guys, you know, and that's what, but also Bohanna needs to be that in that mix where I was talking about with Golston, Cox, you know, all these guys that, that need, you know, Joseph, these guys, right? The, their draft class from last year, other, Michael Parsons you know, is a star. But those other guys need to not have where they play six games and they're good and then they fade away for the other 11. They need, they need, those guys playing much like with Dorrance Armstrong. You know, Dorrance Armstrong to me was always a guy that played really well one game and then you lost him for four. Where he, I think last year he was more consistent. They need to get that from not only from that, that the previous draft class, but I'm not. I'm saying like I say, if they could pull just Smith being the starter. And then Tolbert and then Williams and others kind of supplementing in. I think that's a good thing. We've talked about it. We talked about it over the weekend, but on the off chance any listeners don't want to sift through 18 hours of us acting a fool, just have you learned anything or heard anything about Tyler Smith? Or it could even be just your impressions of him from his visit to the facility. How has your opinion changed from like Thursday evening when you were kind of getting the vibe that he was going to be the pick to four or five days later when when you've really had a chance to take a deeper dive? I I think the biggest thing with it is his projection. And early on, and and you're watching the player and you're looking at the tape, it's, it's hit or miss with Tyler Smith sometimes. I mean, especially as a pass blocker. As a run blocker, I think he's NFL ready right now, which is kind of... It bodes well to his projection as a guard to go in and play at left guard. I think he's going to be fine. To Jerry Jones's ears, yeah. Sure, I think he can go in and find a spot as the starting left guard immediately. If he were to come in and be the starting tackle, and he's in, he's on an island and he's backing up and he's in pass sets, that's when you get, have some troubles. There, are, there's tape out there against Cincinnati, and my Jay Sanders is just absolutely having his way with. Tyler Smith. And MyJ Sanders was uh, outside of the top 100 pick to Arizona this past weekend. I liked MyJ more than anything, but I liked him because he went up against Tyler Smith and absolutely destroyed the guy. But most of those sets where he was getting beat against MyJ Sanders was in pass-blocking sets. That's something that he can develop along the way while also immediately translating the guard. There were rumors out there, and I don't know how much truth there is to this, but there's rumors that if he were to stay at the collegiate level, he was a late declare. If he would have stayed around the college game, there's a chance he would have transferred to an SEC school. He would have started, and then he would have been up in the top category as maybe a top 10 pick just based off of his projection alone. He's only 21 years old, turned 21, what, three weeks ago? And then you turn around, and now he's an NFL player. He's got a high ceiling. 
It's just you got to get it out of them. That's up to Joe Philbin. That's up to, to Kellen Moore. It's those guys across the building. Now they got to take advantage because they've got the guy, they've got the traits, they've got the potential. Now you got to take advantage if he's a first round pick. I think they they're confident they're getting it out of him. Good. And I think that they feel like if he hits his potential, Brian's favorite word, that ceiling, mm-hmm. if he gets to his ceiling, Brian, uh, I think they feel like he comes out of this as the best tackle in the group. I think that that's genuinely how they feel about it. And they think they're going to get that out of him. It's just a matter of who's going to get it out of him. You, you've got a chance here, you know, Joe Philbin and these offensive coaches, you can get this out of him. And, and you know, if you can't, well, we'll find somebody else to do yeah. it. But somebody's going to get it out of him because we believe he can do it. Yeah. I think the thing that I became away with him is I didn't know the personality. You know, this is the great advantage. He's got like, <laughs> we all We all get to watch the tape, and then all of a sudden we get to talk to the kid. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're going – Ah, oh, I see it. I could see how he could come off in an interview. I could see how he can come off as, you know, there's things, he, you know, you, you talk to him, there's things that we had a chance to interview him on the radio that day. And, he, and he, there's things he says that you're like, man, for a young kid, he gets this. He understands this. I think Bobby's onto something very interesting. You know, that now the pressure is on. Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Joe Philbin. You know, you, you know, if you if you don't find a way, that, McCarthy even said himself, three draft classes now, three draft classes. You know, you got to find a way to, you know, because I feel like some teams in your division got a little bit better. Yeah, felt like the Giants got a little bit better. You know, I felt like the the Commanders got a little bit better. You know, Eagles got a little bit better. So maybe the gap. You know, you still have the best quarterback in the division. You know, and that always helps. But you know they add, they've added some pieces. Those other teams have added some pieces along the way to make it not not so much maybe a six zero cakewalk for you during the year. I think we've all heard the rumor that Tyler Smith wouldn't have finished his college career at Tulsa had mm-hmm. he stayed, and it's a great point. And I think it gives you a really good idea of the type of talent you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like if this yeah. kid could go to an Alabama and start and maybe be a top ten pick, that's wonderful. I do think the caveat there is. Had he done that, that is a full season of developing in the SEC where to be a top five. It's, top well, it's, it's a step up from Tulsa, but it's not the NFL. And you're also probably going to a program that is used to pumping these kids well, out. I mean, Bama yeah. has a top 10 tackle every year. Yeah, but you're in a situation, too. Let's not forget that Cincinnati from that conference made it to the playoffs. So they're playing good football. It's just a matter of maybe some of the coaching. Maybe it's he's such a good player that you don't mess with him technique-wise. You just don't say any. as a coach. You're kind of like, do you really? Are you really pulling it? I'm, no, I'm, I'm. Again, it's not like I'm taking a slam at Tulsa there, but it's like sometimes you let these star players play. Just do it. Yeah. Just, just play. Whereas maybe if you do go to one of these other places and stuff, the competition. Again, the uh, you know playoff team from that um, uh, from that American Athletic Conference there Which, was part of it. I, d- I didn't mean that no so much as a knock on Tulsa. I guess my point yeah, is you that did. Oh, sounded did. like it. No, no, I didn't. I meant it more along the lines of like it's great if he's got the talent to play at an Alabama. Sure. Yeah, that's still that's a year of coaching that he's getting that he's not now. The coaching right. needs to happen here. Right. That's the point I was trying. And to And that's make. the point I think Bobby's on to, and he's right. But I, I think this I think this is a year where, and we've talked about a bunch on 105.3 The Fan, is that that they're they're in a situation right now where the evaluation of the coaches, especially the way Dan Quinn's contract is. Yeah. You know, it appears to me that Dan Quinn is is got the kind of contract now where, you know, Mike McCarthy's like, oh, I wish we wouldn't have had to go through all this and stuff like that. But yeah, there's there's a lot of pressure on this offensive staff. 
the defensive staff appears to be able to develop players. I was having a conversation with some guys coming on the on the way over here. We're like, you know, if this if Tyler Smith was playing for Dan Quinn, I wouldn't worry at all about this pick. But I I would mm. I worry you know I worry can and we interviewed Joe Philbin. He he was super nice to us. I was, was great. Know, and here's a guy that again I'm sitting there thinking, okay, Joe Philbin, here I am. You know I'm the guy that wants to get rid of you. You know, <laughs> but he was he was very cordial and very nice about the interview and stuff like that. A pro, but you know there's pressure on him to get this to get this line playing like it was halfway through the season last year. There's been a lot of talk about Tyler Smith's hands and his hand usage and stuff like that. His feet. Their feet are what you're going to have to clean up, too. Yep. Those pass sets. Yeah. He, but that's the thing. Again, it's almost like it, he doesn't know. And Joe Philman kind of talked about it. There is something intriguing about a clean slate. You're not yeah. having You can basically build somebody up in the habits that you want. Wonderful if you do a good job. Uh, hell of and an if indictment you if you do a bad job. Yeah. If, you, if you don't do a good job, they will. It's okay. There's one of our litmus tests. We'll right, find someone this, else. Yeah. Bobby, do you feel like, and, and maybe the, the way if I'm reading you right, mm-hmm. do you feel like that this was more of a scout's pick than it was the coaches want a ready made guy and this is not a ready made guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the scouts are really, really high on him. The just scouts because, love this. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, because their whole thing is about the projection. It's yeah. just a coach needs to go get it out of him. Yeah. A coach, you know, if it's kind of like win now and her jobs are on the line, we'd yeah. rather have a plug and play guy than somebody right. who got a bill from the ground up. So yeah, I, th- I think that's the case. But I also think there are a lot of people on the coaching staff who are also intrigued by him and are excited to get their hands on. Like, okay, these are the traits that we can build something really special. We will have two more segments, not to mention the whole summer, to argue about Tyler Smith. We will get to your questions right after this break. This is Chad Hennings, former cowboy and proud veteran of the United States Air Force. When my fellow military veterans choose VA, they receive life-changing benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran, you may be eligible for health care, education, and training benefits, a home loan guarantee, housing assistance, and more. Choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov to learn more. That's choose.va.gov. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. 
Welcome back to the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Miller time. Brian found that out on Friday night. <laughs> Took a sip of Miller and gave us the most interesting night in Draft Show history. I'm Karloftis. Yeah. Uh, the, real quick, the draft show. One <laughs> one more time before we nah, man, I ride off into the sunset. The draft show is also presented by Liberty Tax. Tax <laughs> nice. season. Tax season is officially over. Karloftis might need some tax help now. Karloftis, what? He's in Kansas City. I don't is. know how the tax code is there. Yeah. Uh, Liberty Tax offers you services all year round. That was a lot of fun. Slash radio. That was a lot of fun. I don't. I'm not very fast out. I'm not very fast <laughs> inside. <laughs> I don't care. Let's go Why take our shirts off. Uh, also, one more time in. 2022 beamer hit the drop twitter please. on the 20 where we answer your questions and i love this question i hope i'm not putting y'all on the spot too much uh but our our buddy rabble rouser uh cowboy blogger you're probably familiar with him what do you think and we'll just we'll keep this to the big picks because it just gets too complicated on day three uh what do you think are the picks at 24, 56, and 88 if the guys they took got snatched out from under them? Like, what do you think the fallback? Oh, gosh. I know. Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm putting you on the spot. Because I think Tyler Smith. I wish I had this question to sit down and not so, look it out. Yeah. You're saying if Tyler Smith just – if let's gone. say Let's say the Titans trade up to 23 and snatch him Okay, Scene. I think Scene. I think Devin Lloyd and Scene. I think Scene are in the mix. Answer. Yeah, probably, those, those are too. the ones that come into my head are Devin Lloyd and Lewis Scene. Which we didn't talk a lot about Lewis scene but i'm i can tell you now after the fact that he was pretty highly graded on their board which yeah. would have been crazy the one year that they actually had the safety. safety depth is the one year they actually drafted and safety that's, high that's why it's i like, think wait, i think it would have been lloyd because they I would so look too. at it and yeah. say we've got two safeties under contract probably i think that that's safe devin lloyd at, at 24 am i not allowed to cheat and say at 56 that it would have been jalen tolbert if it wasn't Sam Williams? um i mean that's <laughs> kind of outside true. the spirit of the exercise but if you want to yeah uh, I, I won't do that um gosh i tell they, you i'm looking at the order on online and like there isn't a name that jumps out to me like in the 10 spots after sam williams no like i don't Gidecki, see a name Troy anderson ed ingram cam taylor bridge would they have Jackson. taken one of those would they have taken one of those guards yeah so i mean was, would you have taken i mean was like canard on their board you mentioned canard Ryan. had medical Okay, so Kennard went as late as okay, he went. Okay, Kennard was a maybe it's, sailor. Maybe it's Luke Fortner. Yeah. Or well, he's, yeah. Uh, Abraham, Abraham Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they went, who are, so first, Devin Lloyd, second, I don't know, maybe they go at Ingram. Maybe they yeah. go interior. because they need available. Because Fortner, I know they viewed as a center only. Yeah. But I mean. Um, they theoretically viewed Zion as a center, too. But they viewed Zion as could play guard regularly. Fortner was your center. Um, Ingram's a good guess. Ingram, and then they're at 88. Um, That's a good question. Some sort of receiver at that point, probably. Who won a few picks after that? David Bell was the the first receiver receiver. off the board after Tolbert's David Bell. I'm Carl Loftus. Oh, Carl did that man no favors. Yeah, no. If you guys, if maybe, you guys, maybe. can you imagine people's reaction if they wait till '88 to get a receiver and it's a guy that ran a four-seven-one or maybe whatever? It's possible. It's if possible. It, I if just Tolbert think, wasn't there. He might have been the pick. I they think, met with him. They, you know, people would have. You know where that. I could see they go. Danny they, Gray. They go. Uh, well, maybe um, Azukama. Maybe um, Lloyd. Let's say Lloyd Ingram, Michael Clemens. Texas A&M Ed Rusher, yeah. mm-hmm. How would you feel about that? I think I not feel, as good. I think I feel better about what they got. I do. Yeah. Could you throw maybe Sean Ryan out of that? 
into that mix in the third round. He went at 92 uh, to the Packers. I didn't. I mean, they could have been interested. I didn't hear a ton like of them tied to him, but yeah. could have. He had guard tackle flexibility. They probably would have taken Dave's guy, Rashad White, running back from Arizona State. I, probably what would have happened. See, what's funny is Zachary Carter, Brian's dude. Brian's guy, yeah. yeah. Rashad White's my guy, but if the Cowboys had spent a third-round pick on him, I might have. I'm, I would have needed a minute. The more I look <laughs> at it, they, they, they might, honestly, they might go Otten there. Oh, Yo, yeah. that's a good point. That's a good point. At 88. Because yep. they were considering trading up for him at 10, what, 106. So, yeah. yeah, if they were wiped on the receivers, they'd probably go odd. I think that's we figured it out pretty well then. Yeah. Good. Really good question. I love stuff like that. Uh, Zach wants to know if you think they have any free agency moves in them now that the draft is over. I mean, some of the stuff we were talking about, swing tackles and stuff mm-hmm. like that, Jerry said, nope, not getting one now. So, I guess we'll just. Does that surprise you at all? Just because uh, a little you're, bit, you're putting Surprised a lot of faith me. in two guys that have never played in the NFL, yeah, Josh Ball and yeah. Matt. Um, well, but they need to play. You put, you're put, but I mean, yeah, you drafted them, and you're putting a lot of faith. I think you're also saying Matt. Well, let's go. Like for some reason, let's his go. name. I'm like you with this guy. Like his name is like a mental block for me. I, I love can it. never. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, oh, go. let's go. I just like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I keep thinking. I keep thinking of the cartel song. Let's go. I think honestly, ignoring that. I think. I think to be to be honest with you. I think you need Ball to be the swing, and I think well, Letzko needs to be the redshirt guy. You know, I, I mean, agree. I mean, I, that's what's. But it, Ball's played just as many snaps in the that, regular season as Letzko. Well, who did, who did but, they? But that goes. That goes. Well, did, go. did they have Letzko graded higher I than Ball was last year? I think they did. Okay, well then, let you know. The, we're going to see some competition there for sure. But I'd like to see some competition at right tackle. To be honest with you, I would. Too. You know, I don't. I mean, I, I'd like to see Terrence Steele get pushed a little bit. If one of these guys is better than Steele, you know, let's let's go there. I, think I mean, that, I think they feel like they the had odds. their. Com- I think they felt like they had their competition at right tackle last year, and I think that's why Terrence Steele's the guy now. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I. But like I say, it goes back not only not only talking about the development of Smith, but how about a ball. You know how about yeah. how about some of these other guys? How about Farniak? How about you know? It's not just about Smith, even though Smith is your start. But how about McGovern? I mean, how about development? They got so many of these young guys. Yeah. Who's going to step up? Either if if none of those guys step up at all, either either they don't know what the hell they're doing drafting offensive linemen. Or they need to get a new offensive line coach. Out of the last four years, I I think this is a great point. Offensive line, and I'm not has trying to kill been... Phil, but I'm just saying, you know, there if you know if running game Moses here, Bill Callahan's here, somebody like that that we kind of seen like, you know, I mean, that maybe you feel a little bit better about the development. The only guy is Tyler Biotish that's had significant playing time out yeah. of anybody they've added. Maybe Terrence Steele is a, one exception there. Yeah. And even they didn't even draft the guy. They mm-hmm. waited until an undrafted free agency period to sign him. So. I, I agree with you. I think the pressure is on this offensive staff to start develop the, developing these offensive line yeah. guys. It's been so neglected for so long. Now you got to figure it out. And you're, you've got pressure put either on you because either, of it. Either they're really poor at drafting offensive linemen, or they need to go a different direction of how they develop. That's 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 yeah. the that's going to be the what you, you're going to learn this uh, this year. It's going to be interesting too because everybody from the top down. McCarthy said it at owners' yeah. meetings. Jerry and Steven have said it in the press conferences. And Joe told us when yeah. he was on with us, like Farniak and Ball, they're just they're working, working, yeah, that, working. That's like, great. I no, know, but yeah. so now you're raising my expectations. Yeah, like you know, if y'all yeah, won't exactly. shut up about what they're doing, then I want to see it on the field. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're full of crap. No, and I, I think that. 
they saw what this defensive coaching staff did at all three levels of the defense, mm-hmm. like not just with bringing young players along, but getting veterans like Curse, you know, Curse, who come in here and have career years yeah. that they've never had in the NFL. And I think they th- saw that and thought, okay, we need to start seeing the same sort of development ability from the offensive su- offensive side. So to say. We're not bringing in a swing tackle. It's because we've invested the capital over there, and now the coaches need to make it work. Yeah. Mm, I like that. I like that. Um, Eric says, you know, obviously Tyler Smith and Jalen Tolbert are both group of five prospects. They draft an FCS prospect in Matt Willetsko. Uh, is this just the board falling that way, or are we seeing a change in philosophy and the type of players they're willing to look at? Sam Williams also transferred. He was like a community college guy, yeah. too. So he ended at Ole Miss, but I mean, he started his career like he would have had the same trajectory that Ty- Tyler Smith I, think that's a, I, think that's I know little, whatever. That's I know why. Will, I know why, but I'm just saying. Didn't you ask Will that question one time and he kind of laughed yeah, at you? Yeah, I mean, Will always gives me, yeah, he's giving me crap before. He's like, why do you think that? And I'm like, you know, rolling out my scroll of Cowboys <laughs> picks, like, uh, this is why. Yeah. But it's hard. Like, it gets hard. I mean, they've been willing to do it on day three. Mm-hmm. Reggie Robinson, Ben DiNucci. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some guys are, uh, I mean, Tony Pollard, technically Memphis isn't Power Five. Yeah. But to use premium picks on it, a first rounder at mm-hmm. that, I mean, that is a little bit of a departure. Who have they been Guess, interested in? Like, like who can we even think of people they've been tied to at the first round pick that yeah, was mean, like that? Leighton also, I guess, but I don't like Boise. No, Boise, Boise's I, not a no, 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 it's no, like no. a it's like I was I was told by somebody here, I was like, people gotta stop talking about Boise and North Dakota State as like smaller Small school. schools. Yeah. Yeah. Like they somebody yeah. I talked to somebody, they're like, North Dakota State's turned out three NFL quarterbacks in a row. You guys right, that's a real yeah, program. Right. Now, okay. Wait, and, exactly. So like for them to so yeah, I, mean, I can't. I can't think of anybody that's been tied to the, them. The first round picks are Ohio State, Penn State, SEC schools. Like this is a little bit of a departure from what we've seen. Is it more of an indictment on the draft class or the way that the, they they view the depth of the draft class? Because, like we talked about, there's so much of well, a jumbled mix, and, and there's no general consensus on these I, prospects. I will. I think. I think that you're onto something. But I will also say this. Every time that I saw a guy like we mentioned Watson, the wide receiver, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. kids from Tampa, well, let's go. I'm, I'm looking at him and I'm going, why is he not playing at Purdue? Why is he not playing at Indiana? Why is he not playing at one of these other schools? I think what happens is you talk about drafting some of these kids. I think these college recruiters miss on some of these guys mm. and they end up at, Tolbert ends up at South Alabama. Instead of playing at Tennessee or Vanderbilt or one of those places, Tolbert, I think, even was another one who had an opportunity to transfer and did he not. Did, did, yeah. See, one that's what I'm saying. I mean, so, you so know, in Tolbert's case, it's he chose not. To. And it's going to get worse because what happens with this transfer portal thing? Mm-hmm. These these programs are not going to recruit. They're just going to take kids from these schools. You know, they're not going to even have to recruit anymore. Really, the really good programs aren't. One thing I've heard from athletic departments across the country is that they're going to have to re-recruit every kid they've ever signed yeah. every year. Yeah. I mean, and that's going to be the case. It's going yeah. to have an effect on the NFL draft. If anything, yeah. it already has. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think they liked. I think they also liked Penning. Like, I think there's a scenario where yeah. Penning could yeah. have been the pick for them. And yeah. so it's like, you know, there's they've Northern they were clearly Iowa. and Stephen. Yeah. Kind of laid the groundwork for that in the pre-draft press conference, where somebody asked him about some small school guys, and he's like, "I think that's just coincident. We we don't have any hard and fast rule. We we've had plenty of interesting." But, and so, but I also think that these kids that they're drafting, 
that some college programs probably missed. Mm-hmm. And you guys mentioned that these guys, if they could, Tolbert Smith, they could have gone to other schools. Definitely. You know, they these kids probably should have been playing at, you know, People Oklahoma. Miss- Smith should have probably been playing at Oklahoma State or something like that. You know what I'm he saying? He should have been playing at TCU. TCU. He was, I, that was his hometown. Well, that's school. what I'm saying. It's in a big in a Big Twelve program. It. I will remember for a long time that Christian Watson grew up in Tampa and yeah. had to go to South Dakota or sorry, excuse me, North, North Dakota. Dakota to yeah. Play college Even first. See, that's what I'm saying. I, and then you wonder why. Okay, where was where's we're Central Florida. I mean, they they're in that same you know thing with Cincinnati and SMU mm-hmm. and all those people. And that that happens every year. Somebody Penning was a zero Houston. star recruit. Josh Allen, the quarterback mm-hmm. a few years back, he was a zero star recruit. So I mean, it it happens. Yeah. And Houston's in that conversation too. Like there's yeah. some good programs in that. Mix. And I wonder if even though the medical appears to be clear now, I wonder if also some colleges were scared off by the whole knee issue with uh, Tyler Smith. Mm. Oh, oh, the surgery, the surgery, yeah, and everything else. That may that may have been more of a question at the time he was getting recruited. Yeah, yeah. that's probably gone under discussed because, like, because there's just so much debate about the pick of like this guy was bow legged like five years ago. That's mm-hmm. wild. Yeah, um, got plenty of time to get into that. Uh, he will be here for four or five years. Um, I don't think any of this is finalized, but the Cowboys, I mean, we've seen all the names of the undrafted guys. There's about 20 of them, uh, and just a lot of people have asked if you have any intriguing names, names that jump out to you, uh, you know, just that sort of thing, guys that you want to see get out here. Karate Jazz. Your guy, Isaac Taylor Stewart. (laughs) Isaac Taylor Stewart, the the guy who is a second-degree taekwondo black belt or something. Saxophone? Uh, no, he's he's just obsessed with jazz music. Oh, okay. He meditates all the time. Like he's he's just a different different West, personality. West Coast guy. That's my yeah. kind of guy. And I like and that. traits. Like I mean, there's the the they talked about. We heard it from. I think everybody who came in here when they were talking about players, they talked about the height, weight, speed parameters. Mm-hmm. Like he fits the height, weight, speed yeah, parameters. For he's, sure. He's fast. He's long. He's got good size. And I like personally, I know everybody else like hated the guy. Apparently, I mean, he went undrafted. No. But I mean, I thought like he had natural instincts. He had, you know, yeah. he he could turn his hips. He could. I mean, he was an impressive player. Of I the, gave him a one three six. Yeah, that would be the that, draft. That he was, did, and then would, he reversed it and went one six three. No, I'd pull a Jim Garrett <laughs> on you there. I'll say this: No, I had I had him uh, in my in the stack. I had uh, Taylor Stewart at one seventy seven mm-hmm. of one ninety. I had Malik Davis, the running back at one eighty eight. I had Alec Lindstrom, the center yeah. guard from uh, Boston College at one eighty one, and James Impey. Uh, I think that's how you say Boston College. He's a center guard. I had BYU. him at BYU, BYU at one ninety one. They talk so, about. So I mean, of the of the of smart, the, smart. Uh, they talk about MP yeah. being really really smart. Yeah. Of those guys, I had that's that's kind of where I had he's my like, guys. He's, he's like twenty five or twenty six. Yeah, he he's a mission I mean, trip, right? Yeah, yeah. You, get, you get a lot of the older BYU players. Oh, because hey, of that. hey, yeah. but yeah. you're probably. I mean. 25 Tyler Smith just turned 21. This guy's 25. I mean, think of the growing you do in those in the 5 years. He's he's really impressive with whiteboard work apparently. People think he's really smart. I'd like to to mention Dontario Drummond from Ole Miss as a, yeah. a the wide receiver as maybe so a I didn't late see round. him, yeah. Like a, a guy who could play special teams. He has some some decent Ability, he's just not fast. It was the forty that knocked it's him. Right? Really, he you got a you got a kind of six five. You got so. a thing for the slower receivers, huh? You were a do. big David Bell why. guy. I wouldn't. Have, okay, let's not get twisted. Mm-hmm. I okay. wasn't a big okay. David. Did you Bell love guy. Noah Brown coming out? 
No, I love I, that's my guy. You watch <laughs> Noah Brown. Seriously, you watch Noah guy. Brown play against Oklahoma. Like a game of the game of the year. My gosh, like you take him the first round. <laughs> um, Crazy. I also like try Fry Fogel. Fry Fogel. Goodness gracious, I mean, that, that is a, that's tongue. a handful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Indiana. He was like really big couple years ago when Tied Indiana in? was winning. No, he's a wide receiver. Wide receiver, okay. Yeah, he wore number three for Indiana. Mm. And uh, he was one of their, like, big targets, big receivers. And then, like, whenever they lost their quarterback, the, his just stock tanked. I'll also say, I think Aaron Hansford makes this team at linebacker. linebacker. They, they'll have a couple oh. of guys. Line, Yeah, just pencil in. Linebacker is the easiest spot, I think, coming yeah, in as an sure. address. But they're I, but thin, I, but, and they're thin in the depth part. Yeah, and that, that's special teams, character, well, Luke Gifford, we always like had some saying yeah. it's about time to, if you want to upgrade those spots. Yeah, um, good. Was it size that knocked Lindstrom? I so I mean I think every analyst that I look six at, three two ninety five. So he's a little undersized. Yeah. Chris Lindstrom's brother. Really? He the snapped, guard, there's uh, another the one of those. Falcons. There's another one of those left-handed snappers. By the way, he comes from a family though of, of football of NFL I just, players. Everybody that I follow had somewhere between a fourth and a sixth on him. So to get him undrafted, I'm intrigued. Uh, and and Impy as well. Well, I mean, see, that's what I'm seeing. I, I have a like feeling. Have a I have a feeling that the USC corner. The, the, some of those guys, I guarantee if you ask Will about this or anybody in the scouting department, they'll tell you that's the first place they go when it comes to trying to get their free agents. Now, they, they were in an unusual situation where they had to wait, like the draft. That draft was still going when they were done. Yeah, you know. So now they're trying to recruit kids while the draft's still going on, and some kid picks up the phone like, "Oh, the Cowboys know we're here recruiting you. Oh, you're not here drafting hey, me. Hey, we we used all of our picks, but yeah. we, we really love you, yeah. even though well, we just to, used all to of their, our picks." To their credit, they got some guys. They did. I mean, I mean, I know they picked off four guys off my draft board. That yeah, I, I know. I just do. I'm such a cynic. Like, no, if, no. I, if I, somebody I, called me and they were like, "God, we love you so much. We'd love to get you down here," I would just be like, not "Tony Romo, Tony Romo was that way." That's what I'm saying with it. Now, I will say out of my top 30 interior offensive linemen, 30, I had three guys undrafted. One was Donovan West out of Arizona State, who we talked about. Yeah. The other two were Alec Lindstrom and James Empey. So I like what they did from saying. an offensive Those, line standpoint it, a lot. It reminds me, and I think we brought it up during the draft coverage, it reminds me of them getting Brandon Knight and Mitch Hyatt in the same undrafted yeah. class, which well, you can joke all you want. I mean, they got useful snaps out of Brandon Knight for like two well, years. Oh, yeah. Well, see, this is interesting because, like I said, I was just reading my note about, uh, I was just reading my notes about. Uh, Lindstrom, you know, and because I was saying he was a left-handed center, and you don't see many of those guys. And but he's got the he doesn't have the sides like of a Creed Humphrey, who was a left-handed center and can't see has, but the footwork and the athletic ability of just staying with his guy and stuff like that. And I think this guy, when he hooks up on people, he can sustain. Yeah, that's the one thing that I really really like. I mean, he's not gonna you know he's not gonna get a lot of push. But you know, there were several snaps I said in the in the in the Clemson game that I watched where they put a nose right on top of him, and he was able to handle that. So I was encouraged by that. I, th- I thought there was a lot of positives to his game. You know, Jerry talked about, oh, don't give me a guy that gets rocked back, pushed back, and all that. I didn't see this guy being that type of guy for, for only being six three, two ninety six. Mm-hmm. 
Any kicker takes? John Fossil got his guy with Jonathan Garibay. You know all about this guy, right? No, I don't know anything about this guy. I thought this this was a guy you were... This is not my guy. The tech kicker? But everybody I talked to said he... I mean, I know he made a 62-yarder to beat Iowa State or somebody. He boomed one in from 62, and he was... I think he went... 15 to 16? Hey, Brett... He went went 25 to 27 for his career and 15 of 16 as a senior. Brett Maher made a 60-yarder at the end of the preseason to win a job, so I mean... I mean, unless they sign somebody else, it's between him and the guy they already had, uh, Nagar, I think is, is the SMU kicker, mm-hmm. who has taken – he's attempted one NFL field goal, I believe, when he was briefly with the Jets. So, I mean, not much in the way of Gotta competition. Got to bring back Jeff Heath. I, I, I mean, kicking? at, at yeah. this yeah, point, for kicking. At, he might have a shot. He might – I mean, I feel like kickers had to have been lining up to sign here because it, this is just an – Obvious chance to win a there job. Were a few that like. got released. I wonder if they'd look at any of those veterans that got released sure after the draft, just I just as like training camp would competition. Like, I would like to think so because again, like even what? How do you pronounce it, Kyle? Garibay. I thought that's what I said. The, I think you said something different. Whatever. Garibay is how you say it. Out Garibay. Gar- they say Garibay all day is what something like there that. We go. All day Garibay. All day I would Garibay, like. Yeah. I would like. To he was bring automatic in. on PATs. No, yeah, he missed two in two years. So he's yeah. Got, yeah uh, which fifty nine of or forty nine of fifty this year? Yeah, um, pretty good. I would still like to think they bring in a guy who's kicked in the NFL. I don't know one combined attempt in the league between two kickers at training camp is come on, scary. man. That's not the way Bones rolls. It's kind of scary. All right, uh, we've we've got. There's one big question that some people asked me, but I want to save it for the last segment. Mm. We got we got one more segment this year. We'll take this break and we'll get right back to it. Tax season is officially over, but Liberty Tax has services to offer you all year round. Aside from tax preparation, they also help with tax debt resolution. If you didn't file your taxes this year or haven't filed in a few years, we've got the solution to your tax problems. Liberty Tax offers guaranteed tax debt resolution services. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, call the professionals at Liberty Tax or visit them at libertytax.com slash radio. That's libertytax.com slash radio. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. If you have been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. 
Attention Cowboy fans, there's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Shave Logic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special upgrade. For a limited time, visit shavelogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to shavelogic.com. How much do we need to pull together to get you to use Shave Logic to shave your beard entirely? I will never shave my beard again. I remember when we first started Name working with you. Uh, no. Yeah, I saw that. Plucker. It would have to be like a legitimately large amount of money. I saw your security like footage. I want to know. Yeah. I, yeah. It looks bad, doesn't yeah, it? Don't you? And I, we also have your wonderful Nick Hayden photo. Oh, yeah. Mm. That Michaud always loves to tweet. It mm. looks, I look really bad without a beard. <laughs> like, I'm talking, I would need five figures to shave. My my wife really? has always, yes. my wife's never seen me clean shave. I thought it would be six. Won't. I mean, six is unrealistic, but like, if you offer six. me twenty grand, I'll do it. I'll grow it back right what about away. Ten. Yes, I would do it for ten grand. What about five? No, I said five. Five figures. About okay. nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine. Sure. <laughs> Start the GoFundMe, and I'll shave for nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. There's way better things Dave, to do with that money. Hey, hey. I agree. Don't don't, <laughs> don't underestimate the power of the internet, man. Don't, don't tempt me. I paid you like you got two hundred dollars in your pocket during Seriously. the season last year. Bobby, Bobby is Bobby's got like three kids and he's just reckless with his money. Yeah, he's like go go on the radio and say sixty nine. It'll be funny. I'll give you hundred dollars. Like call call Jalen Smith nine guy. Yeah, like literally every Sunday I get a text. He's like work in like work in a way that this guy. Oh, this like, was it. Was this for our pregame show? Yes. You're such a this, jerk. This is why yeah. he called Dak Dacky P. Twice yeah, he's then. like, he's like, call him Dacky P. And there's a hundred dollars in it for you. And I'm like, if you're just gonna but give you have to it do away, it twice. if you're just giving it away, I'll do it. Brian's sitting here. I was wondering why. What is he doing? Making money. You would appreciate that. Making some money. That's resourceful. Um, Gosh, that's right. awesome. We got 10 minutes left in this. You and Ari are just puzzled. Liter- no, literally just <laughs> making quizzical faces at me. I'm <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is he doing? I'm like, I'll explain And Bobby's it. over there just like not even saying a word. I'll explain it when we get off the air. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I want to, I want to, I want to get right down to it. Because I think this is, this is something that a lot of people are wondering about coming out of this draft. Uh, the Cowboys lost a lot of talent in free agency from a team that won 12 games put a lot of emphasis on this draft and so i mean there are varying opinions about the draft but at the end of the day i just think the question is is this team better right now than the one that got knocked out of the playoffs in the first round and obviously we don't a hundred percent know the answer to that we the guys aren't even in the building yet we got otas and a whole training camp and everything i don't think anybody thought much of not didn't think much of but nobody thought micah parsons was going to be defensive rookie of the year but even still i'll give you some leeway to be wrong but just what is your gut opinion about that right now uh the talent is not better i don't think you can say but is the is the is the culture or the personalities or, or the are the play styles or things like that all the things that go into it's the old Scott Pioli line of it's not the best fifty three players it's the right fifty three players hmm. like are these the right guys that's what remains to be seen because they clearly were deficient in like we talked about the toughness the attitude I think they felt like at times they were missing leadership in certain position groups and things like that do they have that now has that been remedied or are you building a culture more of the culture that you want and if that's the case then they 
could be better. But I mean that that just remains to be seen. We can't know that until we start seeing them, you know, work together. It was evident inside of two weeks who Micah Parsons was. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think we'll know pretty quick who some of these guys are. And even that's a rare case. Usually if you're a rookie, if you're a leader as a rookie, then you're a Micah Parsons. And he's as rare as anybody in a first year NFL role that has ever played the game. Then you turn around most of these guys, if they're going to be quote unquote leaders in that locker room, it would be two, three, four years down the road. But right now, just based off of the personalities and the guys that they they've drafted, I'm I'm right there with Bobby. I do not think they're better from a talent standpoint. Sure, there's there's room for improvement in a couple of areas, especially offensive line. Tyler Smith could come in and be a better offensive guard than, than Connor Williams was last year. That there's a potential for that. Is it the expectation? Maybe not. You would hope it is, but maybe it won't happen. But from a toughness standpoint, I think they are tougher than they were whenever they concluded the the year in the wild card round. Yeah, I, I think to me, because I was just going through, just looking at the schedule, and man, you better be better. <laughs> you better it's you tough. because it looked easy Tennessee, for like two weeks. You were like, Rogers Tennessee, might retire. Brady yeah. did retire. Like we got this. Tennessee. Russell Wilson got traded to the yeah. AFC. Yeah. Tennessee, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Tampa, Indy. Plus, you know what you got to deal with with your own schedule and stuff. Like, I mean, with yeah. your own division. Um, this the whole the whole thing to me. The key of this is going to be the quarterback. You know, is the team going to be better because of the quarterback? Are they going to find ways to help him? Are they, you know, is this left guard? If we don't have a revolving door at left guard, what's going to happen at right tackle? Are the receivers, you know, you've you've lost, uh, you know, you lost a pretty big piece there at receiver. You know, are, are they going to be able to step in replace that? You know, what they lost defensively. I think that to me. I trust what's going to happen on defense. Last year I was thinking, oh, this offense, if the defense could just be top 15, you know. I trust what's going to happen on this defense. I really do. I trust the coaching staff. I trust the players. I think that'll be fine. I do worry about Kellen Moore. I do worry about the quarterback. I do worry about the Joe Philbin and the offensive line. You know, can they – Can you know, if they, don't, if they don't run the ball or they don't show better balance – you know, this this team could be in trouble playing against the, the teams I mentioned, the Tennessees, the Green Bays, the Rams, Cincinnati, Tampa. There could be a lot of those games where all of a sudden, you know, it's you know, they're 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 looking at the wrong end of that. If I'm a cowboy fan that wants to put on the rosy glasses, mm-hmm. and I'm glad you you took the words right out of my mouth, what can Tyler Smith help you with, hopefully, yeah. right away? Yeah. Running the ball. Yep. Yeah. Like that's what he was great right. at in college. He's 6'5", 330 pounds. Him, Zach Martin, yeah. probably Tyler Biotish. Like, if he can upgrade your run game and right. get it back to a level where... Better balance. Yeah. Yeah. If you can run... If it's a given that you're going to run for 130 to 160 yards a game, yeah. this team can be very, very successful. That's Better. when they, they were... were for, they were for eight weeks. That's yep. when they were at their best. Like, yeah. I look, nobody loves winging the ball around the yard more than me, but this team is at its best when they can impose their will in the gro- on the ground. And that's... I'm sure that's a big part of why they like this guy. If you look at this team, and I'm going to ask this question, and I know that, that you'll you'll argue with me on this, but I just was <laughs> curious: is is the quarterback just who he is? 
or is there room for the quarterback to continue? When to you grow? say who he is, what well, do you okay. mean? Well, who he is, like because he played at an MVP level before for halfway for halfway through the season. I would did. argue, like if you can do okay, it for is half okay, the season, is he okay? Though, is he magically he, forget how to do that? Okay, but they did for eight weeks. No, I think I think you talked about there was an injury there. There was an injury to the running back. The offensive line started. Everything was falling apart at once, and then nobody could elevate. The play their caller game. wasn't as the best yeah. he could be. That's the head good, coach didn't step in. See, to me, okay, if that's the case, and again. I asked that question because if you do believe that, you know, this team should be fine. If you cuz I think it's going to go through him. I really do. I think how he plays is going to cuz like say is he going to be able in year 7 lift the players around? I'm I'm still honestly waiting for CD Lamb to be what I thought. Now maybe sure. I was dead wrong about CD Lamb as a player. But I'm kind of waiting for that. I'm kind of waiting for what we're seeing at Minnesota, what we're seeing at Cincinnati, what we're seeing at some of these other places. But if CeeDee Lamb is just – maybe CeeDee Lamb is who he is, you know? I, I think I think the maybe Dak is always going to be what he's going to be conversation has been had every single year that he's been in the league. Well, they and, question, and every, even the owner question that. But every single year it's been wrong because every single year he elevates. Now, last year in the second half of the season he went down, but – in 2018, especially the second half of 2018, he played it a way that everybody said in 2017 he wasn't capable of. Then they said, well, that's kind of it, and that's who he is. And then 2019, he stepped in yeah. and he played it. And so consistently, we ask this question every year, and every year it's been, no, he's better than that. And so I feel like, again, the answer will be no, he's better than that. Can he and elevate saw, others' games? That's what I'm going to ask he, you. The, the, only, the only example we have is he definitively, a guy who people want to compare him to now. As is he better than this guy? Is Derek Carr? He made Amari Cooper better than Derek Carr did. Yeah, and so I mean, we saw it there. Now he it, made Dalton Schultz better, maybe made yeah. Dalton Schultz yeah. a ton of money. Yeah, and you at the beginning of this draft process, you said that you didn't want to deal with anything in terms of the draft I, plan unless it helped the quarterback. Right? Do you think that they helped their quarterback in this regard? Well, by adding a, by not having a revolving door at left guard, potentially yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Tolbert, and I, Tolbert helps. Yeah, I think and so Tolbert too. helps too. I agree with that. And the thing about it is, though, me personally, I'm kind of wondering about, like I said, I, I mentioned CeeDee Lamb and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They need they need some of those. They need CeeDee Lamb to step up. Yeah. If it's CeeDee Lamb or the quarterback or the OC or the head, somebody needs to, to get his game going to the point where we're comparing him to some of the top receivers in this league. No doubt. I've been workshopping this theory for a while now, and nothing they did this weekend did anything to change my mind. I think, privately, between the quarterback, the overall roster, and the weakness of their division, I think the Cowboys think they're good enough to compete and be in the playoffs and be in that conversation without doing anything crazy this year. Yeah. And and that's what, like, the vibe I get from this draft is like, yeah, we feel good about it. This guy can start. This guy can do that. But they'll really start hitting their stride in the future. I mean, they they consider Tyler Smith a tackle yeah. in the future. And we know he's not going to do that right now right. unless yep. some Tyron gets hurt. And so already you're thinking like, okay, this is about the big picture. And I just think they're in their mind, I think they will be much better in 23 and 24 than they are this year. And I think this is a team that's good enough to win the East in 2022, but – Probably not what you would call among like the league's true contenders. And I think in 
in order for them to, you know, if they're going to be what they're going to be in 23 and 24, if certain people want to be here in 23 and 24 along with that, this they need the to show year. it in 22. Yeah, I agree. See, that's the thing. They're not going to say any of this stuff publicly. No, but that but is what yeah. I think they – Well, okay, but if that's the case, then you're taking a step back because it's that's the new coaching staff. pretty much what staff. I'm implying. And it yeah. could be like, well, hey, we don't think any of these guys you've oh. drafted the last three years can play. I, I, As I've said, I think people internally that last month of the season went, we are not as close as we we thought we were sure and i think it was a bit of a rude awakening and they went okay we got to renovate a little bit yeah all that's left to do now is wait and see i mean we we were having tepid conversations about micah at this point last year and to bobby's point it took about four ota practices before <laughs> i was like oh okay. well no again so, that's dan quinn oh yeah that's no. dan quinn and the staff it's, kind of figuring out and it, and it took a, a really a, a, a big injury to one of your better players for them to say we got to play this guy at defensive end. Yeah, dude. Both yeah, it, was, it was Micah too. I mean, I mean, Micah's energy. No, no, his we, we, absolutely, we yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The main point is that we'll wait and see. We'll be right about some things. We'll be wrong about some things. That's the way this goes, guys. That wraps up the 2022 draft season. Um, it's bittersweet. It was a lot of work, but I really enjoy working with y'all. I'm glad we did it. Bobby, yeah, I grinded for months. Thank you for I pinch mean, hitting. Just tired. You pinch man. hit with the best of them. Like <laughs> just exhausted. You came on in the ninth with guys on the corners and got a double. That's all we needed from you. You did a great job. Really right. appreciate it. Love working with you guys. Really appreciate everybody that listened. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll be back in January or maybe February. Who the hell knows? But uh, for Bobby, Brian, Kyle, I'm Dave. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!